Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 Brown Ambition, I'm back. Mandy's back. We're back and we're still black. (laughs) Yes, if you were wondering, the world didn't end. I I wake up every morning now with like one eye squinting waiting for the apocalypse, but we're still alive. It's crazy. I know the mark of the beast and everything. I'm like, wow. So I haven't gotten my mark yet. So hopefully that doesn't mean that I'm going to be left behind. Yeah, I, I, I feel like everyone is sort of like moving on with life now and that's what I want to do I want to like move on focus on some positive still keep one eye open yeah the shadery the national shadery but um yeah I'm starting to feel back kind of to normal kind of to normal I mean Thanksgiving and, and Christmas are coming up so it's hard to kind of be it's either hard to be in a bad mood or it's real easy and I'm choosing for it to be real hard like I just want to be happy yeah, and I just, I feel like, you know, there's always something, like, I'm trying, on like, on my timeline, on my Facebook timeline, when something comes up, you know, I make an executive decision whether or not I want to jump down that rabbit hole. Sometimes, you know, you want to know, like, what's happening. And the other days, I'm like, yeah, I can learn that tomorrow. Instead, I'm going to watch this little video of this little two-year-old dancing to Wham's, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> And it was so cute. I posted it on my Facebook page. Yeah. Yo, he was going in. I'm like, how does he know all the moves? <laughs> I can't think of a more obnoxious song. But it was adorable with him. Wake me up yeah. before you go, go. <laughs> it reminds me of the Carlton. What did yes. Carlton dance to? I don't. It's, it's not, not unusual. unusual. <laughs> <laughs> By anyone. Yes, in yes. sync. See, yes, the connection between us, the brown ambition connection is so strong. It crosses so state strong. lines. Exactly. Nucky, da, da, ain't no mountain, ain't no sea. <laughs> Say what? You never, oh my God. Is that Spanish? We were just talking about the color purple, remember? When like um, they were trying to separate uh, Whoopi Goldberg's character from um, her sister. Do you know, not- confession, I have not watched the actual Whoopi Goldberg production with Oprah and everything probably since the 90s but i've seen the play twice oh okay well you can pass i'm more familiar with the musical than i am with the the movie so they were like they were like separating them i think uh from her cheering yeah well her the um nelly nessie girl the whoopie go no so seely and her sister nettie or i forget her name I think it's Nettie. So Mr. Remember Mr. Danny Glover's character? Yeah. The terrible. So he tried to sleep with Nettie, tried to rape her. She wouldn't let him. So he had her sent away. And when they were being separated, they were like um, doing this like hand clap, like, Nucky, da, da, ain't no mountain, ain't no sea. And even they kept doing it and they pulled them apart. It's just such a. Oh, they do that in the play too, but I don't, yes. remember, the, I don't remember the song. Oh, yeah. That's a sad image. <laughs> no, but I was just saying. <laughs> what? <laughs> it wasn't. Sometimes I use it for joke. <laughs> you guys, I told her on the Lolo that this was going to be a positive show. Talking about best friends being yeah. ripped apart <laughs> I just into that different countries. That no matter where we are, we're still close. <laughs> so when I get pulled away and sent off to Africa. <laughs> we can sing. Nucky da da. See? That's some small comfort, I suppose. 
everybody does it. Like if you're leaving your friend, like your friend is like going home. Like me and my best friends do that all the time. Like if I'm like, all right, it's time for me to go home. I've been here all day. And they're like, no. And no, then we I'm good. Do- I got Facebook, text, Snapchat. <laughs> we'll never be separated. Not really. <laughs> it's so hard. I yeah, it's crazy to think there were times when it was just a telephone and you had to like memorize someone's phone number. Oof. What? I barely know my parents. I'm always like, wait, nine oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that so crazy? And then like the only way you knew where your friends were is if their bikes were outside their of your friend's house. You're like, Oh, everyone's over here. Yes. That was the old status <laughs> update location. <laughs> well listen, I need to tell you about my week last week. Because so much adulting happened, my head is still spinning. Okay. For one, uh, fiance Boo and I, you know, I, you know, I love, you know, I, I, I've enjoyed my time here living with the in-laws, but the time is up. It's time to go. <laughs> We've known this for a while, and we casually discussed, you know, looking for um, a different apartment and. You know, I let fiance do all the research and he's like, I found a great place. It's in our budget. It's, you know, got got all the amenities that we want. We went, saw it, loved it, signed an application, signed at least two days later. So we have a new apartment. <gasps> dun, 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 which is super exciting. I'm so excited. Like I'm counting down the days not to Christmas, but till our move in, our move in date, which is December 29th. Like, did you move closer to me? Yes, I did. I'm moving, <gasps> I, I, I'm moving across the Hudson. It's Yay! Uh, it's the Nikita. What is that song? It's the it's the little the little rhyme. The song that you just did. It's that pole pulling me oh, toward Naki, you. Naki Dada. Yeah, that Naki Dada. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know the real words. I'm like, I'm sure I'm messing it up. Really, if more it's the sound of a dishwasher and in in unit laundry, <laughs> which is what's drawing me to you. <laughs> that is so awesome! Yay, we can like tape in person again. Yeah, I'm really excited. So yeah, I'll be moving to Jersey, Jersey City, to be exact. Ooh. Yes. Um, right across the Hudson, and my our quality of life already is going to improve. It's one stop to work for fiance. It's four stops for me. My commute's going to be cut in half. I'm going to be so yes. excited. Um, and on top of that, the same weekend we were like, okay, well we've you know we've been saving up here. We have enough for the wedding. You know we have enough to start our little. You have a little house fund started. Um, if we're going to live in Jersey, it probably makes sense to get a car. And this is like a huge win for fiance Boo because he's been trying to get me to get a vehicle for years um and finally i'm ready to be like on board i just can't do the zip cars anymore we've been Mm. having to drive to yonkers because everyone's having babies and moving to far-flung reaches and we've had to (laughs) we're just sick of mooching off friends for rides so we went on and bought a car last week (gasps) wow you did a lot i know (laughs) when i'm telling you i was like having like money whiplash i was like wait a second my bank account oh what's happening um (laughs) Yeah, we did it. And thank God, you know, I have to give fiance a lot, a lot of credit because he really took on the task of doing the research for the car and making sure we got a good deal. You know, he actually used um, Magnify Money, hey, to uh, get pre-qualified for a good rate on his loan. He negotiated the loan rate. Um, He was shopping around. We know we wanted a used car for sure. So we bought a used car. Um, I mean, in 2016 used, but, you know, still used. So we saved we saved a lot of money that way. And, you know, he found the car online first. This is what I love. Like, you can save so much money, I realized, by not even going to a dealership. Like, I think if you set foot on a dealership lot before you do research online, you're automatically going to lose money. Um, Because one thing we learned was that the price online is always going to be significantly lower than what you're going to see um, on the sticker price when you actually get to the lot. And they're going to okay. try and sell it for a lot more. And he did all this research and all these. He was in the dark threads of Reddit, all these used car dealer <laughs> confessionals and stuff and learning all this. He was way in it, like Jack Bowering, this whole situation. Um, yeah. So long story short, we got we got the car and it, it just all happened like so fast. And it was just because the sort of the cards aligned and. I just had to, you know, it's really hard that feeling you get when you spend so much time every waking yeah. day is about saving money. The more yeah, the and the time you have to actually pay it. Yep. I'm like, what? Cash so what you did? What you get? Inquiring brown minds want to know. It's so funny to me. People care. Um, it's a, <laughs> it really is. Everyone's like, what kind of car? I'm like, oh yeah, the, that matters. Um, it's a, uh, crap. It's a Mazda. Okay. It is a uh, a silver Mazda. It's like a. <laughs> It's like the SUV, but smaller. It's like the crossover between 
SUV and sedan. I'm doing a terrible job. Um, I don't know, girl. You lost me at Mazda. I'm like, it's a okay, CX something. I've never, whatever. My my grandpa drove a Mazda truck when I was like five years old. That's the only rec- that's the only connection I have to Mazda. Anyway, cool car. You know what the first thing we did this weekend though, when we had our what? new car, like teenagers, we went to the mall. Like we took the <laughs> we went joyriding. I was like, let's go to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome though. Oh, you're better than me. I'm still driving my. Yeah, old behind talk. car. I, you know what it is? It's not that obviously, like you know, I can afford another car, and I want one. It's just that I'm. It's so hard to part with the money. Like we've gone to so many dealerships. I've done so much research, and then I get there. Then I'm like, wait. So I don't like the color of the carpet in this uh, dealership. Let's go. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, they always see. They always feel shysty. You just got to go prepared. You know. Yeah. And I, I I went for the initial. We went once in person to see the car, do a test drive. And they really wanted to sell it to us then. They were like, no, just stay, just stay. And we're like, no, no, we don't we don't want to stay. It's cold. It's late. We left. And then he went back by himself to sort of seal the deal. But he was so prepared. There was nothing that, for him to sell them. Like, there was nothing they could do. He, like, came with his rate. He knew a car he wanted. He knew the price. He knew he didn't want any add-ons. And it was, like, signed, sealed, delivered, in and out, two hours. Um, okay, awesome. Which does not really happen because they, they, they suck you in. They try and – a lot of people, I think, don't realize, too, is that – the negotiating the price of the car is like just the first battle. Yes. Then you get in the finance chair and the grease. He was like, I didn't go in person, but he told me if he could think of a cartoon car dealer financing guy, this would be it. Like slicked back hair and like stubble five o'clock shadow um, and trying to sell him like insurance for the tires and a warranty for the, the hubcaps yeah. and like all this crap on top of it. Um, and it's and it's hard because they, they make you feel like oh, well, you got to have the hubcap insurance because you don't right? know what could happen. <laughs> my mom is like the, oddly enough, she is like, my dad sends her when it's time to get a car. That woman gets exactly what she wants. Like by the end, she always has this thing where she's like, once she negotiates, she's like, so when I sign this contract, I want the number to be this at the end. And if it's a dollar off, my mother, I've seen her get up to walk away and they're like, wait, <laughs> she's like, That's no, awesome. we've just, we discussed this. And I'm like, she is the master negotiator for the house. I mean, I've seen her talk grown men down off the ledge. I'm like, how does she do that? It's just, I don't know. She's gift. like, mm, when I used to go to the marketplace in Nigeria, this is nothing in comparison. <laughs> so yeah, like being, having, if you're not a really good negotiator, then you should find the negotiator kind of like in your family and let them come with you because you could literally spend thousands more if you don't negotiate well on your behalf. And two, the rate is so important and people sort of think of that as an afterthought. They think, yeah. oh, I'll go to the car dealership. I'll just get whatever loan they're selling there. Um, a big mistake because whatever the like the, the dealership, first of all, if you don't come with a loan that they can beat, a rate that they can beat, they're going to give you whatever high rate they want to. Yep. Even if you have good credit, um, I've had friends with great credit who had loans of like six and eight percent um, because they went to the dealership, and it's sickening because yep. they give the rate, they make those rates so high because basically dealerships have partnerships with lenders, and yep. if they bring them business, the lender, the lender's going to give them a cut of the rate, so they're putting additional interest on your rate so that they can get a slice of the pie at the end. Did you um did he um he do you guys have a credit union or you went to your own bank? So we actually we went to first we went to um we tried four different things. First we went to the Magnify Money um uh page where you can look at auto insurance rates and then see if you get pre-qualified. Mm-hmm. Um and he was immediately pre-qualified for a Lightstream loan. Lightstream is a lender people don't really know about but it's through SunTrust Bank, which okay. is a southern based bank. Um and but we were like that rate was 2.5% or something like that which was great but we wanted to see if my credit union I'm with USAA okay. which is a military credit union and he has mm. he's a federal employee so he has a federal credit union and shockingly both of those were much higher like, really by a whole point yeah um so we ended up going with the the lightstream rate actually here's a good tip too because lightstream was willing to beat um, so basically through the dealer, the dealer was like, you don't want our rate. Are you sure? Well, let's just see if you get qualified. So we just went ahead and did it. They used Capital One. Um, I have a little bit of feelings about Capital One because yeah. they are one of the nastiest subprime auto lending, uh, uh, lenders out there. So, um, but they came back with a rate of like, I think, what was it? Crap. It was like a, a point lower than what Lightstream was offering. Cause we came with our offer from Lightstream printed out. Um, and gave it to the dealer and, and then they basically beat that rate which was 
pretty unheard of. I mean, Capital One is in the business of giving high yeah. rates, you know. Um, but they're willing to beat that rate, went back to Lightstream, um, and ended up going with them because they beat that rate. So it was actually a great little back and forth. Yeah, that's awesome. So what did he call Lightstream like there at the dealership? Um, no, he already, so we had pre-qualified, he had a, he had the, uh, rate, he was pre-qualified for it. So he had like the, the offer or whatever from Lightstream in his hand. We went to the dealership. It wasn't like he had to call them. But like I said, we went, we went one day and left and then came back. And while in between those days, they ran his credit for the Capital One loan. So we knew what the okay. Capital One loan was. Okay. Um, I might have to ask him because I'm not sure if... He was actually able to get Capital One's offer in writing, and that's how he told Lightstream. I'm not really sure. But anyway, we walked away with the best rate we could, 2.4 or 5 or whatever, um, from Lightstream. And um, the the car dealer guy, he was, like, so deflated. My fiancé told me because he was like, you don't want any of this stuff? You don't want, <laughs> you don't want my loan? You don't Just want my, the car, boo. You Thanks. You my hubcap insurance? <laughs> really, guys? Oh Fine. my god! I guess I'll I, sell you a car. That is like the best when like you go in like even when I was was going in to buy a car, I had straight cash, and like you know they would go in, they would have all the you know stuff that they were trying to get me to, and then we can run this. I'm like, oh yeah, so I'd let them talk for a while. I drive the car. If I was interested, I'm like, yeah, I might be back. And they're like, oh, you know, because we have all of these like deals for you. I said, oh no no, I'll be paying cash. And they're like, no no for the car. I'm like, yes. <laughs> cash as in cashier's check yes i'll be writing a full one and they're like wait i'm like so yes you won't be getting anything except for whatever little piece on top because and then you have to be careful because even when paying cash there was one dealer that it was like there were all these fees they had and i was like this doesn't seem right because every dealership we went to we would get the printout of like the car the fees and everything else that would be included in the cost at the end and so one dealer i'm comparing i'm showing him i'm like well how come your whatever dealership fee is you know, 2000 or 1500 and theirs is $8. Mm. And he was like, oh, well, you know, well, uh, and I was like, yeah, so I'm not seeing how you're a better choice for, like, the same car. But then we found one really great car, car dealership because um, I really wanted to get a um, a Lincoln. Um, I think it's an MKZ, which is, like, uh, it's, like, a luxury, uh, affordable luxury. So it looks and feels like you're inside of, like, a Mercedes or a Lexus, but it's, like, the cost of, like, a Camry, you know? And um, so I really, that's what I want. It's by Ford, um, Lincoln. Um, And so there was one dealership that I found that it was so nice. It was a woman, actually. She was just so nice. There was none of this, like, sneaky back and forth. It was like, so this is the price. That includes everything. There's no additional. There's no all these other fees. She printed it out for us. And she there was no hard sell. It was like, do you want to drive it? Okay. All right. So if you guys, you know, feel any kind of way, just let me know. So it was that was the nicest experience I've had thus far, and I'm like, so I I just gave her my card and I said, if a car like this comes in, within a year or two old, um, and it's within this price range, just just call me because I really want to get it from there because it just felt easy breezy, you know? Yeah, I think what our two stories have in common too, and the reason we both got like we walked away happy, is that we didn't wait until it was like a desperate situation to go yeah. shopping for a car and. I'm doing a whole feature story now on on people who have been sucked in by used car dealers. And like the common thread is that, you know, my car had been totaled or my car broke down or I was desperate and they walk in like all frazzled and the car salesman is like, oh, yeah, you know, like they know when they see someone who's desperate and they really take advantage of that situation. So, you know, if you're if you're shopping, I would just say don't wait until you have no other choice and yeah. you, you feel like you're stuck with just whoever's down the block. Anywho's it. I took up a whole buzzworthy with my, my car news. Anything you wanted to talk about? Um, no, I'm going to save it for wins because it's pretty good. Although I will say like, so Drina of Wit PR, she's the real MVP. She's just so awesome. So anybody who knows, knows that she's my publicist, but secretly she's my best friend, but she actually has a real, publicity company she hates when I tell folks she's my best friend because she's like they don't take me serious but I'm like whatever girl <clears throat> she know the truth. I know she's <laughs> the real deal she has to, I get her I get her, her press releases all the time yeah she is honestly the real deal I, like honestly I'm like one of many clients I'm not even her top billing client 
Well, she just throws me scraps when she's feeling, <laughs> she's feeling nice. <laughs> so anyway, she's like, get ready to pack your bags. We're flying to California next week. You're going to be on a national show. And if it goes well, they want you to come on regularly. So I can't say what show yet, but it's major. And I'm so excited. Wait, so are we doing wins now? No, but that's not my win. I just wanted to share that. Just oh, because okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I just wanted to share that because I was like, you were sharing good news. So, you know. <laughs> uh, well, congrats. Thanks. I'm excited about it. And Miss Gina, what's her website? Send the people to her. So, oh God, Trina's going to be like, girl. So if you're serious, <laughs> we're looking, looking for a publicist. Oh, that's true. Never mind. Never mind. Screeners. We must screen all yes. Trina emails. Like, don't tie, no tire kickers allowed. <laughs> no, but honestly, like, yeah, if you're seriously looking for like a publicist and you have a budget for a publicist, then yes, Drina of Wit. P-R-W-H-I-T-P-R.com. She's dope-tastic and awesome. You know what I've learned? Like, and you know, people tell you not to like work with your friends or family. Uh, I don't necessarily agree, but you can't work with everyone, obviously. But one thing I do like about working with somebody that knows you is that one, you know that they're working in your best interest. And I get like a real education because like I get like, and Andrina, I know does this with all of her clients, but just in general that when you're working with like my, my, um, my accountant, Carlos, I've known him for a long time and we've become friends and my, um, my COO Sierra, you know, she was an intern at front at first, but now we've become friends. And what happens is you, you grow this bond where everyone's working in your best interest. And it just feels, I don't know. <clears throat> I like it that you know, people tell you it's not professional to be friends with the people that you work with, but I disagree. Like, look at us. It just, it makes it better because, you know, everyone is always working in the best interest of the issue at hand and not like, ooh, how can I get over, you know? Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I've had a lot of different experiences in life. That's true. Some of those sound like that. Yes. Okay. You're right. Not across the board, but when you get it right, it does seem like that. Because there are definitely people who I definitely would not, although I love them, I would not work with them professionally, family and friends. Yes. But when you get it, you know, when it's the right mix, it's great. Totally. When it's the right thing and you and you know who not to call or who not to ask for help. Like there's certain people in your life, you're like, mm, I'm not going to call him when I'm on the side of the road with a broken leg. <laughs> but I will call him when I need to go to the day party in Brooklyn and he's at the party. You know what I mean? Like No, very sure. They're very true. In categories. <laughs> Time for brown break, brown boost. What you gonna do? <laughs> when they boost on you. Oh, a <laughs> classic. Classic. <laughs> Why did we ever stop doing that? I know, right? Um, I mean, so honestly, glad we brought that I think back. we're going to be signed to Solange any minute now. Any minute. Yeah, speaking of people who get married in New Orleans, Solange's wedding in New Orleans, if you haven't seen those photos, that was dope. Uh, those were epic. Everybody I'm making everyone wear white dresses, too. Are you really? JK, I'm going to be the center of attention. Get out of here. She said, JK, <laughs> so millennial of you. <laughs> <laughs> Bish, no. Um, no, I'm not even allowing small children on my wedding because I want all the attention. It's really bad. No, I mean, I feel you. Small children are very distracting. God bless her, though, to have Beyonce as your sister at your own wedding and still manage to be the center of attention. Woof, duh. That's I know. She's, she's a real MVP. Go ahead, Solange. All right. Well, um, Solange is not my boost this week. And my, my boost is my um, my next love next to my future husband has got to be Google Calendar. Okay. I literally – I wouldn't know when to pee or when to sleep or when to eat or when to do anything if not for my Google Calendar. And, like, I don't think I understood the power of a calendar until this year. Yeah. Like, like there's it's no excuse anymore. There all those all those things I flaked on and forgot about is because I didn't put it on the calendar. Honestly, Google, I was opposed to. I was very much like, I'm on hands-on. I like to write in my planner and feel it. Girl, bye. Burn it. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Google <laughs> Calendar, because first of all, you put it in your calendar, and then like on your computer, it's like you're going to take your taping Brown Ambition in 10 minutes. And then on your phone, you're taping Brown Ambition in 10 minutes. There's no excuse. And then what's so dope is, is that, like Mandy could create an invite, send it to me, and I just click accept, and all of a sudden it populates to my calendar. So there's no, there's no forgetting. And if I don't accept, she can see like, hey Tiffany, you didn't accept my invite. Did you see it? 
we can even do video calls. Like you could say, do you want this to be a video call? You click the little yes. And so when you get the little um, notification, you get a, um, a pop-up on your email, you get a, something on your phone, but then you also get a, um, a pop-up on your computer. And then when you get it, it'll you click on it, and it'll say, this is a video call. And you click, and then all of a sudden, the person you're chatting with is looking at you smiling. Which, <laughs> Hopefully. Which was, right, which was a little, like, I taped um, uh, PT Money, um, you know, uh, FinCon. We always talk about FinCon, guys. FinCon's... Um, he is the FinCon owner and founder. So he has a podcast now called Masters of Money, I think it's called. Um, and I did it like two days ago, three days ago, one of these days, last week. And um, I didn't know it was a video chat. Meanwhile, Mandy, I'm in bed literally with oh, like my, the worst. my sealy head rag on. Okay. We need to talk about sealy head rags, but continue. <laughs> so I'm sitting in the bed and like, you know, I press the button and I'm like, wait, can he see me? Oh my God. <laughs> And then he proceeds to say, so um, this is like a, we also tape it video for video so people can watch it. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to put, I'm going to have to go with no. I'm like, he's like, you look great. I'm like, I really do. I literally just woke up. <laughs> I need you to Google Steely Head Rag, by the way, because the first image is a white woman. Oh, it's a cancer survivor. Never mind. That's not funny. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how that picture wound up. On oh silly head rags. But and yes, then there's a, a white woman with a how to tie your boho head wrap. A boho head wrap. Okay. All right. Now I'm getting cultural appropriation kinkiness. Continue. We're going to let her slide. But yeah, so. You were saying anyway. about my brown boost? Yes, your brown So anyway, Google Calendar is she great. I jacked my brown boost. <laughs> I sure did. I was like, oh, that's right. Go ahead and boost it. Go ahead and boost Baby, hey, You're boost. like that kid who, when their best friend comes over and like shows them the new bicycle. They like take it out for a test drive. And they're like, yeah, you know how to use this, this feature. And I know how to use that. <laughs> and I'm doing pop wheelies. I'm like, woo And then you're standing there like, that's my bike. That's my bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, here you go. My bad. No, it's okay. <laughs> Google Calendar, get it. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Okay, I have to make a uh, public service announcement about the noise in the background. Um, I live in a pre-war building, and I'm really sorry. This is what radiators sound like in New York City. You now have a window into my nightly routine of not sleeping because there Aww. is, like, someone dying in this radiator. That's what it sounds like. Don't worry. we got to work it out. It's so, cold in New York. I will be breaking. Yeah, oh, that's right. Breaking. You haven't even done your, your breaking. I, okay. I, yeah, so... I'm breaking from the damn dentist. So I'm the type of person that doesn't like to go to the dentist until I'm like, I think my head is going to explode because <laughs> it's just like throbbing. I don't know. I'm like afraid of the dentist. And so then I go and then they're like, oh, you need a root canal. You have two cavities and whatever. And I'm like, oh, so for the last three weeks, I've been at the dentist every Monday, just sitting there like I'm back. Oh, because I know like and honestly I didn't even really have, I think I had like two cavities but a root canal requires like all of these visits because you're like you need a crown and a post and a this and a that and I'm like and every time this happens I tell myself I'm never gonna do this again I'm just gonna go every six months like I'm supposed to and then I don't so I know my dentist very well I know he's married I know about his kids he knows about my engagement like we're best friends now <laughs> um, <laughs> but I want to take a brown break from the dentist, I know I ought to do better, but I promise this time around I shall. But I'm just so sick and tired of seeing him. I because hate the dentist. I know. Like, whenever he takes a needle out, I just close my eyes. Like, I have to have a tooth removed myself. And I just, <laughs> I, I've been told that. And then I've gotten, we talked this before, where I had to get a second opinion in there. Like, you don't need to get the whole tooth removed. Just, like, something complicated we can do differently. 
Um, but anyway, I've been putting it off for months. I'm like, just until after that wedding. Oh, one more wedding. I'll just wait till after that. Oh, but Thanksgiving is coming up. But then it's Christmas and then it's the New Year. So I'm like January um, <laughs> at this point. And I'm just going to keep waiting, I guess, until my, yeah, like you said, my head explodes. <laughs> I had a tooth right now. What, but there's nothing, literally one time, I think it was maybe two or three years ago, maybe three years ago, I had a toothache that was so bad. I like, I called like, um, like an emergency line, like 911. It was so bad. And I was like, I didn't know what to do. I was hysterical. Really? Yeah, like I call and they like, they like patch me into like the, the hospital and they were like, there's nothing we can do for you. I was like, I, I'm not going to make it through the night. I, it, it felt I felt like out of body, like that's how much pain I was in. I had never felt anything like that before. Ouch. And yeah, it was, I mean, you know, you just toothaches and there's, oh my God, like I don't, I can't even describe the pain. And I remember like, um, I think like the, the, the hospital told me like there are some dentists that do like 24 hour calls, whatever. So I like researched it through my tears and I, um, I couldn't find anything. I tried to take like some like sleep aid to try to at least maybe like sleep and then go in the morning. I, I couldn't even sleep. The pain was just that severe. So I got up first thing and went to like, you know, whatever dentist was open at like 7 a.m. And I'm sitting like in the um in the waiting room. And, you know, they're all being all pleasant. And literally, I'm just there sitting like stone. I know they're like, who is this girl? She looks so mean. I couldn't open my mouth. And she was like, so the doctor will be with you. And so as soon as I get into the chair, he's like, so how you doing? I literally tears just started pouring down my face and he was Aww. like oh my I mean I was like it was like no other pain I could not hold it back and just like no that wasn't even hysterical it was just tears of pain and he was like okay so and then obviously as a dentist I'm sure he'd seen it before so he got me numb and it was like the first relief I'd had in like 24 hours what and he was, was it? like it was I just had like it was whatever the decay was had hit like a nerve but this nerve was connected to these other parts of my soul. It's like, it felt like my head was exploding because whatever that nerve was, was also connected to like the side of my face and my ear and this and that, you know? Oh, and so, yeah, it was, whoo, I didn't even care. I remember whatever the bill was, was something ridiculous, Mandy. I remember joyfully paying like, here's $6,000. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it was something ridiculous. Cause he was like, um, I didn't even realize. Of course, I picked the most expensive dentist, but he was the only one open that early. He was like a dentist to the stars. Like when I got in there, you see all, all these stars on his wall. And I'm like, I don't even care. And mm -hmm. he's like, oh, it's, it's going to be a lot. I was like, take my firstborn child. He belongs to you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, child. I can't even. Whew. Like I have never experienced. I don't know. I think to myself, what are people back in the day before dentists existed? Like, you know, the ancient Egyptians and stuff. What did they do? That is no doubt one of the scariest things. If you ever go look at old dental tools, Ooh. scariest thing you'll ever do. You will have nightmares. Don't do it. Don't do yes. it. But, but do it. Well, so take care of your teeth, y'all, because ain't no pain like dental pain. Like this time around, I didn't have any pain. It was just like, I was like, Tiffany, you need to go to the dentist. It's been too long. And you actually have insurance that you don't use. Yeah, right. See? Yeah. Well, there's your PSA. Another PSA for you. Yes, please go to the dentist. You don't want to. To be like, oh, don't you look at your mouth. That's what my dad would say. <laughs> look at your mouth. Why would you let this happen to yourself, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but was he looking inside of it? How does he know? No, because I called my mom. My mom's a nurse. And I was like, but... she was like, mm, well, God. what can we do? You have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, anyway, yep. So those are our brown breaking and our brown boost. We're moving on to questions questions we have a question we're going to get to today it's kind of a two-parter okay i don't know if we can tackle both let's just tackle the first part this is from um someone named jay she says mandy and tiff i love the show you are my go-to haven for financial advice i'd like your insight and any tips on how a young brown couple can significantly save towards a wedding thank you in advance xoxoj Ooh. Well, I'm going to let you take most of it. I mean, I could talk to just savings in general, but I mean, I think that you have better insight. Yeah, I'm really smug about it. <laughs> well, it's also kind of like single white female almost because I would say the secret to saving for a wedding is to save before you actually are engaged. But don't tell your fiance that you're doing it. Just do it because you were smart enough to know that this is where things are going mm -hmm. and you're not going to have any parents to help you and that you need to save for a wedding. So that's what I did about, 
I would say we moved in together two years or so into our relationship, and it was then that I set aside money, started setting aside money um, specifically for like a future with him. It, I don't know if I, if I labeled it wedding or whatever, but it was definitely like a wedding fund, if I'm going to be real with myself. Okay. Um, so by the time that we got engaged two, two years later, and then like it, actually it's a year to it'll be a year next week from the day we got engaged so i've had three years since then to save and we we're fine like um um for the wedding i i sort of had a budget in mind and i had money saved up so that by the time we actually got engaged i was like we could totally get married so basically the whole pressure for us to save this past year has been okay but let's save now so that when we actually have the wedding we're not you know, depleting the majority of our uh-huh. savings. So we actually have like something left over. So, um, so that's good. But if you are, you know, of course, with your, with your husband, with your fiance right now, and you guys, you know, want to save for a wedding, um, even if you're not engaged, I think it's super smart to start early. Like you may not yeah. have a ring, but if you know it's going a certain way, it's the same way you'd want to save up for any big purchase, like a house or a car or a retirement. Like you may not need it right now, but you'll have to save so much less every month now if you start early then if you try to play catch up you know six months away from the big day and then you sell your soul to your mother-in-law who wants to invite like 200 guests because she offers to pay like that's not that's kind of what happened <laughs> I've had friends do that and you know you don't save up and then you end up really needing money from family and then they're like okay but we get 50 more guests with that you know five thousand dollars or whatever um so I think if you are able to save up for your wedding you just get so much more control you know, everything is what we want the way we want it because it's our money and no one can tell us differently. Exactly. <clears throat> My dad would say, he who pays the piper determines the tune. Oh, that's a good one. I know. Isn't that good? Very natural. Nice twist you know. on the paid piper thing. Yeah. And I, <laughs> at first, as a kid, I was like, well, who's a piper? He's like, oh, never mind. But I get it now. Like, you know, if whoever pays the money gets to make the choices. So what I would say, like, so for me and fiance boo, um, I kind of knew I didn't want like a big wedding, but what I did do early on, like like Mandy said, is you know that you just called Superman fiance boo, right? I did. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Superman. Superman's like, see, I need one name. Any, so any yeah. real fans are like, what? I'm confused. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so anyway, Superman. So what I did was early on, um, I had him um, separate because if depending on what kind of company you work for. Any moderate, medium to large size company will allow you to split your paycheck, meaning that like, you know, let's just say you get $1,000 every two weeks, right? So you can say, instead of depositing a full thousand in my normal checking account, deposit a hundred of that into a savings and then 900 into my checking. So both of you can do that, is divert some of your take-home pay to a joint savings. So that way you guys can start saving toward the wedding automatically. That way the money doesn't, you're not having to make a transfer. It's already done for you. So I would suggest that because automation is the new discipline. It's awesome. Um, you know, like, I mean, obviously you want to look at your budget and make sure that, you know, depositing that money is not going to put you in peril of not, you know, eating like groceries and stuff. <laughs> you want to make sure that, you know, you can actually afford to deposit whatever that amount is. But doing that is going to be helpful. Um, I would also suggest like start pricing things out. Like, do you know how much your wedding's going to cost, you know? Because it's saving without like a specific goal in mind is a little bit harder. But if you know and you price things out, you're like, you know what? It's looking like it's going to cost me $25,000. Then you can, and then you could do the math. You could say, okay, if my wedding is going to cost me $25,000 and we want to get married in a year, then, you know, $25,000 divided by 12 months is how much we need to save a month. Can we do that? You see what I mean? Um, yeah, just having like a plan in place and automate that savings and cut back on some things. You know, they're typically, you know, people Moving talk about your ha- in-laws. Oof, yeah, I mean, if you're- <laughs> that's what we did. We did. There's no greater sacrifice than giving up your independence, I would say, to save money. Um, but it's been like the, the it's been, you know, as much as I complain about it, it's been the boost, exactly the boost that we needed so that we are mm. feeling financially secure later. But how much how many months did you stay with you? <clears throat> are you still, have you been there? It will have been six, I think, since May which was okay. the fifth month until the end of December 7th. Okay. So see, like, you know, it's not forever, but making those like large choices, like a lot of people are not willing to be like, I'm going to move in with my in-laws, but it's only half a year or a year or whatever that looks like. So that way you can save money, you know? So 
look, I always tell people list everything that you're kind of spending money on and then ask yourself, where are some cuts that we can make? Like, do we really need um, full fledged cable? You know, can we take a year off and like, you know, use Netflix or whatever in order to to save that 200 bucks a month toward the wedding? You know, so start making those little cuts and then it's not enough to make those cuts. You have to make those cuts and then purposefully divert that money. So let's just say you have Fios and it's like 200 bucks a month and you pay that on the fifth of every month and it automatically withdraws from your account. So on the fifth of every month, you continue to pay the 200, but to your wedding account. So it still feels the same. You know, you just, it's just a quick little click on your um, online bill pay option with your um, bank. So you're still paying that 200, but it's putting it into your wedding account. So anything that you cut from your budget, that's what you should do. Continue to pay that bill on the same day because you're used to it, but pay that bill to your wedding account. And you could really use this advice for any major. I know there's lots of people right now who aren't thinking about getting married, don't want to get married, think weddings are stupid. Um, you don't have to use this advice for a wedding. You can use it for any any major purpose. But I also want to say with weddings is listen to the numbers, okay? If the numbers tell you have a small intimate ceremony on the beach for $5,000, then do it. Don't try and make the numbers bigger so that you can afford the huge luxury, you know, castle wedding or whatever. Because um, you don't want to start like all I keep thinking about is I don't want to start our life together in debt, like worse off yeah. financially than we are now so it's really like we've been really pushing to have a wedding within our means everything sort of feels comfortable like my dress for example listen have i talked about my dress yet no i finally got my dress i'm pretty sure the last i ever said about it was i hate dress shopping it's the worst (laughs) everything's a lie um i did hate dress shopping but i finally found a dress you know where i got it from where dun 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 david's bridal really that's my sister got like both my sisters got those from there how I was being so judgy about not judgy, but I guess I was being like a little uppity like, oh, I live in New York. I must go to all the boutiques and the salons. Well, here's a fact. One dresses there are $4,000 and up, which is twice as much as I wanted to pay. Mm-hmm. Two, I could not squeeze my voluptuousness into any of the sample yep. sizes. So it wasn't it was like demoralizing and I felt yeah. horrible and it was not fun. So it's like you can't not only can you not afford the dresses, but you also can't even fit them. So here's this rag we dug up <laughs> from the like I literally I went to no, I'm not even exaggerating. I went to um I went to Kleinfeld, like this the you know, the say yes to the dress um uh, you know, place or whatever in the city. I went there once at the very beginning and then uh, for the last time um this a few weeks ago with my best friend who's also engaged and when i tell you like they literally were gone looking for dresses for me for like 15 minutes and they came back and they were like panting and they were like we had to go to guam to get these (laughs) that's terrible yes that was what she said we went to guam and i'm like oh so okay that's great i need to get dev out of here yeah um, yeah, I, I finally I was just like, let me just go to David's Bridal. And when I tell you, not only do they have great, beautiful dresses within a reasonable price point, but they also have sample sizes for normal women, like real women can try on even the even the slim fitting dresses like I wanted to buy. Real yep. women can put not real like, you know, skinny women are not not that, not that they're fake, yeah, but, you know, you voluptuous mean. women. With so women of all sizes, because even like all yes. of my, I think my sister, one of my sisters got hers at Macy's, but she's very curvy, like, but really nice shape like yours, you know? So she got hers at Macy's and it was a mermaid fit and it was great because when we went dress shopping with her, it didn't feel demoralizing because they had her sizes, you know, like, oh, this is pretty, my size. And then my other sisters got, got hers from um David Bridal and she's curvy, like athletic curvy and we actually, all of us, for both of their weddings, we got our bride, bridesmaid dresses from um, David Bridal because we're all different. Like we're all curvy in our own ways, like slim, curvy, tall, curvy, athletic, curvy, curvy, curvy. And so, but they can fit you know, anybody, anybody. Anything. Like honestly, we we just had a great time because one sister was like, we, we all wore the same dress, and the other sister was like, all I care about is get this color. You can pick whatever dress you wanted, which was fun. Yeah, I'm. To- I'm. I. I'm so happy with David's bridal and. The sales staff were really nice. They made me ring a little bell, like 
like no shit. I mean, no, no joking. When I, <laughs> I took, I basically, here's what happened. I tried this dress on back in September and I liked it a lot. And I was like, mm, but it's a David's bridal dress. They make their dresses in sweatshops and supporting child labor, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then after the whole Kleinfeld disaster, and this was like the t- dozenth time I'd been someplace, I sat down and I was like, listen, I was sort of being like judgy about David's bridal because I read a book about the sweatshops and how they make the dresses and not really sweatshops, but how little they pay the workers in Asia and China for making the gowns. And then I was like, but look at what you're wearing, like Nordstrom Rack, J. Crew Outlet, everything on your body was made yeah. in a China factory. Get off your high horse. And so I went back, I put the dress on, it was gorgeous. And I was like, yes, this is it. Let's just get it over with. And not only that, this is the best part. The reason I decided to go on a whim on my lunch break was because I went online to uh, the website, davidsbridal.com. It was the day, it was like Halloween or something like that. They were having a 20% off sale. Ooh. So I, I almost bought the dress online, but I was like, let me go in the store, try it on and see if they'll honor the online price, online discount. And I went, loved the dress, super excited in the dress. Everyone's watching and I'm like, okay, but how about this 20% off? Not only did I get that discount, but they were also doing $100 off in the store that day. <gasps> so I saved probably close to $400 <gasps> on the dress and spent. <laughs> Thank you. I just am so satisfied by your reaction. <laughs> no, because I'm just like, that's so that's a lot of money. I know. And this is money I would not have saved. I would have gotten the $100. I wouldn't have gotten the tw- the two $300 I saved with the, the online discount if I hadn't just asked for it, you know. Um, so I was so happy. I even let them sell me the, the stupid cleaning, did like the $75 cleaning service. I was like, just I'll fine, I'll take it. Yeah. You gave me so much already. They can never let you leave. They're like, you sure you don't want the coverage for your hubcaps? I know. Well, real quick though, they did try, I think it was $99. It's a kit that you, as soon as you're done with the wedding, you mail the dress back to them. They press it or they dry clean it and then they give it back to you in a preservation box. I did some stealthy Googling in the dressing room to make sure it was worth it. And it it's, it was worth it. So I let them sell it to me because um, it costs like over $100 at normal dry cleaners to dry clean a dress, you know, okay. of course. But um, anyway, so I'm done. I'm so excited. I'm so ha- I'm so I'm just I'm so happy I didn't spend that much money. Um, there were times when I thought I just I, I might need to spend $5,000 on a dress. I'm not like there were those moments where I was like, wow. let me just do it just to get it over with. And I'm so glad I didn't. I'm so I feel I would have felt so sick knowing that I spent that much money on a dress. And now I can feel so happy and relieved that I still get to feel really beautiful, but I'm not, you know, living or, you know, having beyond my means of what I'm comfortable spending. And to kind of go back to my point earlier, that's what I mean. Like you want to be comfortable so that you can enjoy your day and you're not going home with that sinking feeling of like, oh, crap. Now we have to make up for all this, all the money that we've spent on this wedding that we didn't yeah. have, you know. I, I think I'm going to get, like, if I do any, if I, like, I don't know, if I do something, I think I'm going to get it made. Like, I'm going to go to my seamstress who, like, makes my Nigerian outfits. Gosh, like everyone has a seamstress but me. Everyone told me, just get it made. I'm like, what do I have, mice in my basement in this, you know, like Cinderella? I what? Honestly, seems like a good seamstress, the way you find her is that someone who knows somebody knows somebody's like, oh, you should use Mercedes. Like, and so I found her because my sister was using her because her coworker told her. And she's just a, a sweet little old lady who lives in this little building. And it's like home most of the days, but her work is impeccable when I tell you. So like um, when my sister, they have something called Ashebe. Like it's like, uh, if you're a Nigerian, it's like the bridesmaids, but it's like the Nigerian part of the wedding. And so like your girlfriends all wear the same fabric. So you, you, you go to the fabric store, usually like in New York or whatever, you buy I your was lace. That. I was that in a Nigerian wedding. Oh, you were? Okay, yeah. yes. Ashabe. Right? And so like, so you buy and then everyone makes their own, like you go and you get your own dress made. So for example, for my sisters, like um, my dress was gorgeous and my seamstress charged me 35 bucks. And like, you know, the <laughs> material, yeah, to make it. And it was gorgeous. In and Nigeria so, or here? No, here in America, Newark, New Jersey, baby. Mercedes living in, um, the Nevada building, Newark downtown, downtown Newark, New Jersey. Let me, and take, so, let me check my return policy on this dress real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so I kidding. think that if I'm going to do anything, I might, you know, get something. I might see something that I really like and be like, Mercedes, you can make this. So that's what I did last time. I was like, you can make this. And she was like, sure, it's 35 bucks or like a skirt, 20 bucks. And so I just, she's just dope. But finding a good seamstress is hard because many seamstress are, um, 
not as timely, especially Nigerian seamstress. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's probably good if you want like a Nigerian like garment, right? Like a style. Oh no no no! Mercedes is um I venture to say Puerto Rican, Dominican, uh, but she oh, just really? makes. Yeah, she's just. But what I like about Mercedes is she can make anything. So oh, wait, so I when have you to go, change my whole mental image of her because I was envisioning a little small Nigerian woman. So now no, I have to like, change. Mercedes and... is a small Hispanic woman. I like I said, I venture to say Dominican and Puerto Rican. I'll picture super, my mother-in-law then. Okay. Yeah, super sweet, and she just she's just a really good seamstress. So if you bring her, and what I like is like typically now, especially for the young Nigerian girls, they don't necessarily want Nigerian style dresses. They want the traditional cloth made in a in a modern way so you show her like a dress online like oh this zach posen dress is super cute can you make this with this fabric and so like you get a really cool dress because it's like this traditional fabric but it's like this like new design so she like is just good at making whatever you show her cool you have to really know what you want though right because my my issue was always i don't even know what i want how can i tell a seamstress like well usually i just take a picture like i'm like i like this dress and then she'll just take your measurements and she'll be like so you might say, I like this dress, but I don't like the long sleeves, so make mine short sleeves. And she's just like, okay, come back in a week. So then when you come back, there's like, you know, she's got the shell of it, and she's fitting it a little bit tighter, looser, whatever. And then she's like, all right, come back next week. And like, honestly, I think she did one of my friend's dresses in like a week and a half, and it was gorgeous. Mm, Mercedes is the bomb.com. But I told everybody about Mercedes. As a result, when I go to her, she's busy. I'm like, Mercedes, that's not how it's worked. <laughs> <laughs> She's made, like, for example, a friend of mine gets shirts made from her. He um he loves her. He's like, yeah, I saw Mercedes today. I'm like, really? Tell her to pick up her phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of other ways I've saved so I can help her. Well, she mostly wanted to know about how to save up before the wedding. Okay. Um, so I just think as soon as possible. And, 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 you know, one thing, did we say name the savings account wedding? Like, just give it a name so that. Yeah. You can set up a, you don't know what kind of bank you have, but if you have any online bank, an Ally, Capital One, 360, you can set up multiple savings accounts and give them different names for vacation, for wedding. And that helped me so that I wasn't like stealing from my future wedding, like honeypot, you know. Um, Anyway, just save early, save often and live or, you know, wed within your means or whatever the expression is. Um, That's the best advice I can give, I think. Yeah, no, and I think I think we gave her some good advice because we're the bomb.com. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. Um, If you guys have questions, go ahead and shoot us an email. The email or the all of our information, email, Facebook, Twitter is all at brownambitionpodcast.com. There is a super easy um, form for you to fill out. You can ask us anything directly through the website. Um, And we look forward to getting your questions. Dot com. I haven't done that in a while. Bringing all the go- oldies but goodies out. <laughs> I'm like, let me dust the, let me dust off this. Hey, hey, hey! Yeah, you are that aunt at the party. <laughs> I'm doing all the old dances. Like you ain't know, you don't know nothing about this. You don't know nothing about this, Junior. And she's like, I don't want to know nothing about that. <laughs> uh, it's time for wins. All we do is win, 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 no matter what. Do you want to go first or second? I feel like I talked a lot. You go first. All right, so this win is not just a win for me. It's a win for New Jersey. So um, (laughs) (laughs) a friend of mine hit me up today. Um, She actually is the um, New Jersey. Let me get her title right before I say it incorrectly. She is the New Jersey Assembly woman, um, Angela V. McKnight. Um, She's also a dream catcher. So Angela hit me up and she said, hey, Tiff. Um, there's this law that she and I were working on together. She hit me up when she became assemblywoman. Uh, when did she become assembly? I think earlier this year or late last year. And she said, you know, one of the first things I want to focus on is financial education and really infusing that into our school system. And I said, okay. She's like, you know, would you sit with me and help me to write out a law that would benefit our, our kids? And I said, sure. So I told her, you know, there's already a law in place in New Jersey for high school students that they must learn some financial literacy. And some financial education. And she said, okay. I said, but there's no law in place for elementary and middle school. And there really should be. You know, there should be something that they're learning about money. So that way it's not like they get to high school and it's like, surprise, this is what a bank account is. And she said, okay. So we, we crafted this law. It was really well done. Um, it, it went through something called committee. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that means. But it's like where they kick the tires. 
Okay, so yeah, so went through committee, and then today she texted me and she said, I'm about to go to the full assembly house, and we have to see if they're going to, you know, okay it and pass it. And it passed! And so she said the next step is for it to go um, to seek Senate approval. And if it passed, actually during, for the Senate approval, I actually have to go and testify before Senate. Isn't that crazy? Oh, that's so cool. Um, So isn't it called the Budget Nista Law? Yes, so it is. So it's called officially, it's called Law A3396, but that's not sexy. So we call it the Budget Nista Law. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You're going to be in the law books. No, I mean, I don't, I don't think legally they're going to be calling it the budget needs the law, but like, just like colloquially, is that, what is the word? I don't know how every law gets, you know, nicknamed. Yeah. That's what I call it. BC Thrix T2 or whatever it's called. Exactly. (laughs) So I'm really excited. I mean, because one, it's just really cool to see like the system working, you know, because here she, Angela is just someone I've known for a while. She took one of my classes, one of my series at the United Way. I've seen her kind of like just like help the community. And as a result, the community asking her to be, to run for public office. I've seen her accept, I've seen her, you know, actually do good work. She's like one of these politicians that you dream about that was like volunteering. And as a result, they're like, hey, we want you to have a, um, we want you to represent us in government and her being like, oh, okay. And her continue to do great work. Honestly, she's amazing. Um, And so when she came to me and I was just like, oh, okay. And then to see it actually start to move forward and to see that, you know, this actually might happen. So it goes before the Senate. I'll testify. And then if the Senate um, passes it, then it goes to the governor's desk and then he signs it into law or he doesn't. And so fingers crossed, say a prayer, light a candle, you know, uh, um, chant, whatever it is that you believe in, because this would be really great for um, our kids in New Jersey. And so it's not just New Jersey. A lot of people don't realize that if a law is successful in one state, a lot of states will mimic it and put it in their own, um, like, you know, as make it a law for them as well. So it's just a good start. So if we can make it happen here, then we can help this to spread across the country. So that's my win. That's so great. I was so excited. So excited. <laughs> Go ahead. What's her name? Ashley McVie? Oh, my gosh. You're worse than me. You sound like my father. <laughs> All she I know is, is she has the best name for like an assemblywoman. She does. It's assemblywoman Angela V. McKnight. <laughs> <laughs> she said Ashley McBee. Oh, no, I'm that aunt. Yes, that's my dad. <laughs> he doesn't call me by money. Tiffany, Stephanie, um, what should I call it? Girl, just come in and give me a piece of paper towel. <laughs> well, he has like seven daughters. That's why. I, I know. Bless him. Yeah. Bless his heart. So yeah, Angela, just congratulations, Angela. And thank you for actually being of service to your community, for hearing what it is that they need and supplying it to them and for doing it before you were officially like on the books to do it. You know, I just love people like that who were who were just givers by nature. And then they found the perfect outlet with which to give through. Just like you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> laughing at Ashley McVie. My bad. <laughs> Any win on your side? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't have a piece of legislation named after me, but I am um I am listening to a new audiobook. I'm really excited about it. I've been burning up the book charts lately. Really? So, this was written by a, a I can call him a colleague, but I don't like know him legitimately. He's like my friend through several degrees of separation, but um it's a he's a journalist named Wesley Lowry with the Washington Post and he had just released a book this week called They Can't Kill Us All. It's okay. basically this. It's like the told, the untold but told story of the Black Lives Black Lives Ma- Matter movement. God, what's wrong with me? <laughs> um, after the shooting, it picks up um, after the shooting of Michael Brown and Ferguson. And if you are like me, where I mean, all the news about Black Lives Matter, all the shootings, it just they just all blur together. Everything, the the protests, the headlines, the social media posts, there's been so much bad news these last couple of years, and especially in 2016. And I feel like what's really missing is like the the, the real story, like capturing everything, the truth and what's actually happened. And I've, been, I've, I've listened to an hour of the audiobook so far. Um, I have about six hours left. But and I've already learned so much of what I thought I knew about Black Lives Matter and the Ferguson mm. shooting weren't true. Like so much was based on these these lies and these rumors and all this, you know, all the the media getting things wrong and people spreading rumors. And I'm just like so enraptured. And it's 
it's actually it's not as at, for, at first I was like, OK, I'm going to download this because he's a friend of all my journalist friends um, in, of that little circle. And I want to support him. And but I was sort of dreading it, you know, like like true talk. I still have the copy of ta Coates's book unread on my bookshelf because I'm almost like afraid to read the, the, the negativity and read what I feel like I already know, which is that everything is the worst and the world's terrible, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everything is awful. But um, I'm really glad I, I dug into it because I, I, I'm learning so much. And I think it's important. It's really important for journalists like Wesley to be going out there and saying, OK, I'm going to do the work. He interviewed hundreds of people, police and police informant, journalists, um, you know, obviously citizens impacted by all this violence and and tells the, the real story of what happens and helps me see where the the untrue false stories have come from. And just open my eyes in a lot of ways. So I'm really enjoying it. And the the narrator, if you guys are fans of audiobooks, you know when a bad narrator can really ruin a book for you. Yes. <laughs> like, makes you really cranky. I've definitely returned books to Audible. Um, but this one, the narrator's great. Um, he did a great impression of Michael Brown's mom, I thought, <laughs> you know, for a dude. Um, yeah, I just really like it. So again, the book is called They Can't Kill Us All. It's out this week. And it's by Wesley Lowry. So go pick it up if you want something good. It'd probably make a good holiday gift even. Oh, sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm afraid to read books like that. But I, I'm glad to hear that that one. I really was, more... was too. But it's not it's 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 just and he's such a he's young. He's my age, you know. OK. And, and so it's almost like I guess what I enjoy about it, too, is envisioning some of my like my peer, someone my age out there experiencing this and the and to be covering it in the news almost makes me like morbid, like, you know, in a like a bad way sort of jealous of him getting to be in the in the trenches like that and see things up yeah. close and get the real story and the fact that he put the book together like to tell the story is 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 um just great journalism it's great writing and um can't say enough about it mm. so everybody go out and get that book if you're needing a little bit of brown ambition in your life front and center Yes, I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. We'd like to say, no. <laughs> you ever see like those news episodes where they're so serious and their voices are like, well, thank you for joining us again for another week of Brown Ambition. <laughs> <laughs> You're so silly tonight. I know. I don't know why. <laughs> I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm like, meanwhile, maybe because I literally I set my alarm for five minutes before we were going live and I woke up like, who am I? Where am I? Okay. <laughs> so I think I'm a little loopy. Are you doing anything special for Thanksgiving? Are you? Did you decide which family you're going to go to? I'm going to do both. So I'm super excited because usually my, my family, we do a rotation. And so this year, my mom texts everyone. She's like, yay, it's at our house this year, which I really enjoy because, you know, it's nice to go home. I mean, I love going to my aunts and uncles, but it's nice to go home. So yeah, all of us will be there. And Superman is coming. I specifically asked my mom. I called her and I said, mommy, I love you. But you're not always super welcoming to Superman. Because um, my mom is like a hard nut to crack kind of, you know. Mm, I and respect I'm like, her for that. You know, and I'm like, so he's kind of here to stay. And I would appreciate it if you could call him personally and invite him so he could feel comfortable. Because he, you know, my my dad is like me. He's like, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, like very like jovial, open. You know, my mom's not really like that. Um and she's just always been like that, just kind of like, hmm, very reserved, like, hmm, you again, I guess you're back, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so surprisingly, I thought she was going to, I thought there was going to be some pushback. And she just said, okay. And I was like, oh, that was easy. I thought I was going to have to be like, mommy, please. But no, <laughs> but no, she said, okay. And so she called him and he was like, Tiffany, your mom called me and invited me to Thanksgiving. I was like, say it ain't so. <laughs> So that was great. Does he really talk like that? Does he listen no, he and think not. that your impression of him is accurate? Because you make no, him sound like... he does not talk like that at all. He's Tiffany, more like, look. yo, he's more like, yo, yo, babe, yo, yo, babe, yo, yo, your mom called me, yo. Uh, yeah, like he has got this like deep voice and he's like born and bred in the hood. So, you know, drug got the swag that I don't have. So I don't even try to imitate it. Um <laughs> So, yeah, so he's just really happy. So he's going to, we're going to go there first. We, we're we an early Thanksgiving family. Mm -hmm. So our mom's like between three and four we go. By like five we eat. By like six, seven oh we're out. Bless and so we're that. And, I know, and then, but then we always have like, so he's going to his sister's after. So I'm going to go to his sister's with him. And like the rest of my sisters are going to go to my best friends because she's friends of the family. So they're going to go there. And then maybe just, I don't know, hop. So it'll be a two, a two family Thanksgiving um 
day, which is nice. It's so nice that you guys, your families live close together like that. It is, honestly. I have to say, I, I always was one of those people who was like, I don't want to be in Jersey my whole life. But it's as I get older, I really appreciate the fact that, honestly, that everyone is within a drive away and honestly, like a 25 minute drive away. Yeah, that's so it's just invaluable. Like, I'm going to be schlepping to Wisconsin for the rest of my life. <laughs> Not this there's year. Cow's milk. <laughs> oh, there's nothing there. There's nothing. There's nothing there but for but for me. So where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Oh, well, Thanksgiving, we're actually hanging out. We're going to be in the city. Um, and we're going to be hanging out, I think, with um, fiance, some of his cousins who just had a little okay. baby. So we'll be hanging out there and just keeping it low key. Okay, this year. Nice. Christmas we're heading to Wisconsin so we're gonna this is this is fiance's family is Thanksgiving and then we usually do my family for Christmas so oh that's um, nice yeah, I'm really excited I can't wait to tell you guys what I got my mom for Christmas oh my god but I can't tell you <laughs> I want to know she's gonna pee herself I might record it all right anyway <laughs> the, the peeing or the excitement <laughs> the excitement I bought it way back in August you know how I buy things way in yeah, advance you do Mandy you're like literally <laughs> the only person on the face of the planet that does that I just want you to know that Everybody That's else so buys nice. before. like new Christmas Eve. I'm like, so I should order this thing, huh? <laughs> also, I discovered a website called Secret Santa Generator, um, <gasps> which is how we did our Secret Santa with my siblings this year. I just did it today. Um, <laughs> super easy. Yeah, it's awesome. You can even put rules of like who, like, so for example, the married couples, I was like, so and so can't buy for her husband, and so and so, like, I can't buy for my fiance, he can't buy for me. Oh, I like and then it. He just sends you an email with um who you're assigned to now the email goes directly to your spam folder because gmail knows secret santa sounds spammy but um so long as you catch it in spam it, it totally works so um, i like that i'm gonna use that because i'm doing you know i'm taping that segment and they want me to come with holiday gift ideas i'm like ooh, i'm doing that one thank you <laughs> okay i'm gonna ooh, I'm, you're gonna see that on my national television spot and i'm not gonna give you credit Oh, well, maybe vet vet them all before you put it on national television. I know. That's the one but I I'm used. like, but you, but you used it. I'm like, Mandy used it. So if it, if it doesn't go well, I'm going to be like, um, Mandy from Magnify <laughs> Money, she used it. And so if you have any complaints, please direct them to her. Yes, that'll work for you. <laughs> all right, y'all. Right, Happy enjoy, Turkey Day. Yeah, enjoy your Turkey Day. And please don't be one of those people that posts overcooked vegetables online because I will judge you. Don't do it. Just, you know, order something from the delivery. Don't abuse vegetables or turkey this holiday season. There's enough madness in the world. You don't need to be abusing animals and plants. Yes. And if you're feeling sad, definitely click on the hashtag um, uh, Thanksgiving with Black Families or Thanksgiving and Black Family. That Those are hilarious. Every year the memes are hilarious. And it'll make your day. Oh, now I'm homesick. I want some <laughs> cornbread stuffing. We're going to end like this. Nucky Dada, ain't no mountain, ain't no sea. Is that like the African version of, um, Nigerian version of, ain't no mountain high enough? No, you forgot Nucky Dada already. Silly. I know, but it sounds like, didn't you just say, ain't no mountain, ain't no sea? That's, a, that's part of it. It goes it like that. sounds like, ain't no mountain high enough. Just saying, that oh, works wise. Bye, Brand Ambition Podcast folks. Think about it. Let me know. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye bye. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.